0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you with the incredible story with Steve Colburn about his alien implant situation. But it's much broader than that, Steve, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's much broader than that. Uh, it's a whole program that, um, that, uh, experiencers are involved in. And, um, apparently they, they train you and, um, put, uh, memories into your head uh, and, um, uh, do a lot of things to you that, uh, that, uh, the implants are only the tip of the iceberg of that.
1: Do you know if you've ever been taken or beamed aboard or anything like that?
0: Oh yeah. I think I have reason to believe that that's happened hundreds of times.
1: Do you have any uh, recollection of it?
0: Yeah. I have recollections of, uh, detailed recollections of several of the experiences. Um, I recalled some of it spontaneously and uh and a lot of it under hypnosis.
1: And you've said that the ETs look like alien grays, right?
0: Yeah, most of the ones I've seen look like typical grays. Um I do remember seeing some um some tan grays uh, that looked a lot like the one on the the cover of Whitley Strieber's book Communion yeah. at one point. And um I found out um I remember under hypnosis that um the Greys uh, told me that they're um, an alliance of several similar species um, that um, live in solar systems within 100 light-years of here. And um, Dr. Lear thought that the Gray was, a, um, was the endpoint of um, uh, most uh, humanoid uh, species uh, uh, after they've had technology for a very long time.
1: Has anybody replaced Dr. Lear now that he's passed on?
0: Well I'm doing the um the the um uh non medical research um that that he was doing, but um um I I'm, need I need to partner with a surgeon. You need
1: a uh, surgeon, that's
0: right.
1: And to so, date there's no yeah. other surgeon doing this?
0: No, I I heard something about uh about Daryl Sims uh doing some removals in India, but that's all I that's all I've heard of.
1: Okay. Well I, I doubt if a lot of people would go to India
0: to get this done. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, I don't think he's been able to partner with a, a doctor here either.
1: What do you think they want with us?
0: Well, they want a lot of things. Um, they want to um, mine the Earth-Moon system for um, resources that are rare where they come from. Um, uh, gold and uh, uranium and thorium being uh, three of them, rare Earths, uh, stuff like that that are often rare where they come from. Uh, aerospace materials like titanium would be another thing. Um, and um, they want to uh, kind of mine the DNA of of humans and Earth's uh, creatures, and um, they're creating hybrids of themselves and humans. Um, They're modifying the DNA of the human race to try to make us more more able to join the galactic community.
1: Is there Um, anything nefarious going on here that we should be worried or concerned about?
0: It depends on your point of view, I suppose. If you um, think that uh, humans, the way they are, are the end all be all, then then they're hostile. Um, if uh, if not, then um, uh, they're less hostile or or beneficial, depending on your point of view.
1: I mean, if right. you listen to Dr. David Jacobs, they're out to get us.
0: I don't really believe that. Um, they do a lot of things that are um, against our laws, and they treat they treat most experiencers like. Um, lab rats or, uh, subjects, but, um, I think that's just the way they are. They don't treat their own people any better. Um, they, um, they seem to be pure intellect. Um, and, um, they also, one, one thing that is kind of disturbing about them is they kind of remind me of Nazis. Um,
1: Nazis, why?
0: Um, they're very nationalistic and, um, very, um, uh, mission-oriented. Uh, they're not mean and cruel like human Nazis, but uh, they just start remind me of them. I, I think that... Um,
1: you mean their organization?
0: Yes, yes, their organization. Interesting. And um, actually, um, the Germans first had contact, they were the first to have contact with them back in the 1930s, apparently.
1: I've always heard the possibility that the Germans even made a craft based on stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's highly probable. Um, the, uh, the Germans uh, were the first to get, a, to get uh, a crashed UFO back in 1932, I think it was, the, when it crashed in the Black Forest, reportedly.
1: How interested are these apparent ETs with saving Mother
0: Earth? Mm, they're very interested in that. They're afraid we're going to mess it up. Um, they have technology that could uh, reverse the damage we've done, and um, they're trying to minimize the, the damage and... Um, uh, after the population's reduced um they're planning on uh on uh reversing the damage that we've done uh using their technology and um the population apparently is going to be reversed both uh both them and uh, our government want that so I think we're in for some very uh, interesting times ahead
1: What star system do they come from did they say
0: uh yeah um they they wouldn't say I, they wouldn't say um you know all of their their home bases, um, their their capital, or they're keeping a secret, but it's in the in the direction of the constellation Orion, and um, the, um, the the three uh, great pyramids in the, on the plain of Giza are representative of Orion's belt. You probably knew that. Yes. Um, and um, that's because their capital is in that direction, and um, two of their systems are um, are planets, or Zeta Reticuli four and. Um, um, 61 Ursa Majoris III. Um, it's interesting that 61 Ursa Majoris III is, uh, in science fiction, the home of a hostile race called the Zinti. <laughs> I found that kind of interesting.
1: Are these the same beans that were involved in the Barney and Betty Hill abduction case?
0: Yes, definitely. They're gotcha. the ones doing most of the abductions. There are other races coming here, um, like the, um, the Reptilians and Pleiadians, but um, the Greys definitely do most of the abductions.
1: Are they all friendly?
0: Mm, the reptilians are not very friendly. I think they're, they're um, less friendly than the greys by far. Uh, the Pleiadians are more friendly, but they're pretty hands-off. They don't do any abductions, to my knowledge.
1: Steve, can you kind of describe to us, now we know what the typical greys look like, but kind of describe again what they look like and the craft that you were taking aboard. How big was it, and what was going on inside
0: yeah, well, when they when they came to get me in for the implant incident, um, they um, uh, they came in um, and uh, came into the bedroom and said uh, said uh, come with us, and um, uh, I put my um, I put some steel toe boots on. I was in my underwear, but I put some steel- my steel toe boots on, and um, later on, those boots turned out to be highly magnetic. Dr. Lear was very excited, and um, uh, anyway, we went outside and. There was a UFO about fifty feet in diameter, um, glowing yellow, um, uh, hovering right over uh, my avocado tree, and um, uh, they um, indicated that I should stand below it. And um, a beam came out, like a green beam, like on Star Trek, a tractor beam, right. and, and pull, pulled me up into a door in the center of the craft. And I found myself in an airlock, um, and there were spacesuits for both aliens and humans in the airlock, and. Um, Four passageways leading from the airlock uh, to um, to uh, an outer ring, and um, in the outer ring there was a pilot station with a pilot and co um with a, a view screen. And um, uh, most alien equipment is thought control. The pilot just had their hands on a plate, um, on a, a form-fitting plate um, on the instrument panel, and um, they could see most of the, the parameters of the flight for, for flight. In their visual field at that point, point. and uh, here's a mode where um, you can actually um, uh, have it like like there's no craft around you, like you're just out in in space by yourself and and controlling the craft, but in that, but you don't see the craft. If that makes any sense.
1: And you recollect all this from the hypnosis.
0: Yeah, the, 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 they they told me that part, and I, I recollected the uh, what the craft looked like uh, from actually seeing it. And uh, anyway, uh, one member of their party led me to um, a part of the outer ring that had a, a medical station and a table and, and indicated I should lie down. And um, he used a um, a long instrument that was like a piece of quarter-inch stainless steel tubing um, that had a, a, a fiber optic inside that... Uh, Transmitted ultraviolet light, and had some sort of a device on the end that would dispense the implants and and put them into the um, the subject. And the ultraviolet light apparently activates the device once it's inside your your skin. And um, uh, that's why um, there's a lot of these uh, red marks on people um, after abductions that look like mm-hmm. they were touched by alien instruments. It's a, it's actually a sunburn. It's actually a, a UV burn.
1: Or with Steve Colburn. Steve, you were talking that these objects are nano-type devices. Explain to us just what is a nanotechnology device, and then tell us a little bit about their sophistication.
0: Well, the nanomaterial the nano, dev- the nano uh, material inside the uh, the device was carbon nanotubes, and carbon nanotubes um, can be used to make uh, very robust uh, and very small electronics. Uh, that are much more robust and smaller than the uh, silicon electronics we are using now. And um, are these uh,
1: carbon fibers?
0: They're much smaller than carbon fibers. They are we're okay. only about a, a nanometer in diameter, okay? At the, at the most, are single wall carbon nanotubes. There's several types of carbon nanotubes, but um, these are the smallest kind, of the single wall variety.
1: Extremely strong too, aren't
0: they? Uh, yeah, they're also the world's strongest known material, and um, we are trying uh, at the present time to. Um, make materials that uh have uh, CNTs carbon nanotubes dispersed in metal that are extremely strong and also arrays of carbon nanotubes that can act as electronics inside metal or inside um, any uh, uh given material um, and there could be supercomputers inside these things that's how small these things are wow and um
1: it's the size of a grain of rice it, and it could be a little computer
0: oh yeah i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure it is um And they give off radio signals occasionally, and presumably they're transmitting the data um, to um, their masters.
1: At what point will we have that kind of technology?
0: I think that we'll have that kind of technology in 50 to 100 years. It's probably old technology to the aliens. Uh, Apparently the the implants have not changed that much uh, in the time we've been studying them. So they're probably way off the steep part of the learning curve on on those particular uh, type of devices.
1: But fifty to a hundred years from now, that w- will be at that point.
0: I would think so. Yeah.
1: Wow, that's incredible. Are there company? Well, you 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 were involved in that, weren't you?
0: Yeah, I used to work for a place called um, uh, called YTC America, and they were doing a lot of carbon nanotube research. And it was a real big synchronicity that these devices uh, happened to have carbon nanotubes inside them. The same thing I was working on.
1: What has this experience? Done to you at this point, knowing what you know.
0: Well, it's opened my eyes, and it's it's made me feel like I'm part of part of this society, and also part of their society, and also a member of the galactic civilization, rather than just uh, um, a um, an obscure human being trapped on an obscure planet. Um, it um, makes you feel kind of kind of important or special, although that, that might be what they want you to feel. Um, it's hard to know sometimes which feelings are yours and which feelings were put there by the aliens. I mean, one thing that's disturbing about this whole thing is you don't know what you would have been like if, you, if you'd if you been left alone by them. Uh, I've heard other, other experiencers say the same thing. Um, so um, um, it's disturbing and it's also, you know, kind of flattering in a way. But um, it does make it a lot more difficult to get along down here and to um, uh, do the things you're expected to do down here sometimes. It it seems like almost irrelevant sometimes the things that humans do.
1: Do you Uh, ever shake your head knowing what happened to you and has happened to you?
0: Yeah, sometimes. Um, But um, I just tell everybody that you have to adapt to this. There's nothing you can really do about it. they're way too powerful to fight. I mean, they are. The reason the government doesn't tell us about it is because they are worried that uh, people, how people would react if they if they were told that um, they spend all this money on defense, but yet these guys can come in and out of our airspace at will, and there's nothing they can do to stop them. We
1: can't stop it. We can't stop no. the, the the abductions or the implants. We can't stop any of that.
0: No way. I mean, these. I, I used to think they were only a few hundred years in advance of us. I think now they're more like hundreds of thousands of years. In
1: How do they insert the implant? Is it with a needle, or do they cut you? How do they put it in
0: you? I don't think it's a needle. I don't, I don't know that part, but um, there's some device in the tip of that thing that looks like a, a piece of stainless steel tubing that, that does it, but um, I think it's more sophisticated than a needle. I think it's probably a, a transporter, or short-range transporter technology, something like that. They have transporters, like on Star Trek. They don't use them that often because they're more dangerous than just using the tractor beam, but they have that technology.
1: How has this affected you personally with your friends or your businesses? Anything? Has there been any fallback?
0: Um, well, my wife was not too pleased finding out about this and uh, blamed me for it. And
1: Has um, this happened to her, too? Or
0: Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Um, you know,
1: it's a family situation.
0: My- What's that?
1: It's a family situation.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's a lineage thing. Um, they if they're interested in you, they're interested in your family, most likely.
1: But she blames you for this.
0: Yeah, she does, and uh, I think it was that was pretty unfair. But that's the way people react. This this stuff destroys relationships routinely.
1: That's. Are you still married?
0: No, we have we, we were. We've been divorced for about. Uh, she left me about um, almost eight years ago now, and uh, we've been divorced for about. 5 years.
1: Did this have a lot to do with it?
0: Yes, it had a lot to do with it.
1: So you have made sacrifices, haven't you?
0: Yeah. Um she wanted me to um just not give up studying this and um I just told her I can't I can't do that. I mean, I I need to find out as much as I can about this because we're involved.
1: Um, how about how, how about your your career and stuff? Did that affect your companies?
0: Uh, yeah. Um at, on my job, um, uh, I got, uh, I got uh, laid off from my job uh, soon after she left me. And um, oh, uh, it may have had uh, something to do with the fact that I was using their instruments to analyze the implants. and um, They didn't like that, huh? They didn't like that. I'm not sure. That's why they laid me off. But it might have had something to do with it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern. And go to coasttocoastam.com for more.